0: So All right. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Second Estate, where I am not going to reveal any more details about the very exciting update to do with the investigation into Nicole Scherzinger's dignity until you guys rally together and get Addison Ray on this podcast. Um, so the ball's in your court, everyone. Yeah, I think that's good motivation for the little ponies. It is. Uh, and as always, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Baer. I'm Hannah Seymour and if you haven't listened to our podcast before, we release new episodes every
1: week and discuss the biggest and most interesting happenings from the week across pop culture, news and entertainment. So in today's episode, we're discussing the ongoing trend of celebrities running for various political governing positions uh, in the US, the phenomenon of TikTok manufacturing hit songs and finally wrapping up with a review of the much anticipated Friends reunion.
0: Yeah, and and we're back in lockdown, if this Mm. sounds uh, bad, because we're on Zoom again. Um, (laughs) And just no matter what you do, it really sucks on Zoom. (laughs) You can't really, I don't know, Uh, well, also I'm not, like a professional audio editor, so I have no idea if there's probably is a way around it to make it sound good, but I'm not gonna invest that much of my time into figuring that out, so. I feel like it sounds pretty, I mean, obviously I'm like the, probably the opposite of an audiophile, like I just, yeah, it's
1: like, to me, the difference between good quality and poor quality sound is like good, bad. That's the, there's no scale. so I feel like it sounds okay because people would have been listening to, for the first like six months of our podcast, we had to record on Zoom. That's it's only recently that we've actually had good quality um, audio because we're in person. But also I just yeah. feel like when we're having to do it this way, we're both p- annoyed because we can't be there in person.
0: Yeah. And it it's, looks sick? Yeah. It yeah. Just, it's just kills the vibe of, yeah. of the whole thing. But I'm sure everybody is feeling that way um, in the context of all vibes have been killed yeah. Um, it, I feel like we're also giving many reasons
1: not to listen to Yeah. Like, stop It's going to sound
0: bad. You looks shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, I think also it would be really cool to mention uh, is, uh, speaking of bad vibes, would be the people in our TikTok comments told us we have bad vibes today yeah. because um, we were women tearing down other women. So it's bad vibes. You oh. know,
1: the last time I heard... Uh, a a phrase like that reminds me of the time that Taylor Swift said to Tina Fey and Amy Poehler that (laughs) there's a special place in hell for Mm -hmm. women who don't support other women. Which makes me think, you know, we're getting closer and closer to being on Tina Fey and Amy Poehler level. Yeah,
0: stuff like so- exactly. There's a special place in hell for women who don't uh, universally adore Olivia Rodrigo's debut album, Sour. Yes. Um, it's a specific note uh, when you go through the contract of, like, what gets you into hell or heaven. Yeah. That, it's like a tiny little clause that they've tacked on at the end. But, yeah, if you don't have have universal praise for that album, you um actually will. Wind, wind up in hell. So yes, no, it <laughs> yeah. makes sense. It makes it
1: logically actually makes sense. Um, no, it is interesting, like being on TikTok and seeing the comments because you know, I and mean, we've we've spoken about this already today, but it, yeah, it, it is kind of scary because you realize like people just have no capacity to think critically because immediately people go they're criticizing Olivia Rodrigo and therefore that means they're tearing down another woman when it's like wait we can't actually criticize other women. That's not what no feminism. <laughs> That's not what we're here for, and then you realize that they're all like kids. Yeah, so yeah. Who are just it's kind of like that's with. why they don't have the capacity to think critically. Yeah, um, and that's why they're commenting this stuff, which makes it, it's, it's a little bit like, oh, okay. This yeah, I, I, I also with.
0: think like we weren't even criticizing her. No, it, was <laughs> also like, a very, it wasn't even. A you criticism. were being very nice. It yeah. was really weird. It was yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, I guess that that's just the nature of the app. Um quickly, yeah. everyone's just going to have to deal with this. this is just a I know I said it wasn't an audio file before, oh. but can you turn your mic down a little bit yes. on the thing cuz you're peaking for me. I don't know if that's going to come up. <laughs> I don't know if it's just Zoom um, on the actual mic. I think so. I don't know. Who is enjoying this part of oh, the podcast? I <laughs> <I'll laughs> the. I think
1: what we really like about this podcast is you get that you get the nitty-gritty. <laughs> exactly. We don't we don't get we don't cut the Cuddle the, the real shit out. You no. Know? no fake shit. Exactly. Right. Only real shit. You know, It's That's... not
0: because of laziness. It's no. not at all. <laughs> we, it's,
1: a, it's a marketing strategy. Um, it is. To make people feel connected to us as real individuals. It's, it's an authenticity thing.
0: Some yeah. It's like the Victoria's Secret fashion show. One, in that we obviously look like the yeah. Victoria's Secret angels. And two, um, that, you know, how they would always sort of start with the backstage antics and they cut back and forth between the. The mania backstage of trying to get the wings on in time to get out. Yeah.
1: Incredible television.
0: (laughs) It actually was pretty good television. Anyway, should we start?
1: Yes. Okay. So I spotted a recent interview on Rob Lowe's podcast. uh, To clarify, no, I do not listen to Rob Lowe's podcast, um, but it was with Kate Hudson, who you will likely know from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and Fool's Gold or even Bride Wars. Um, And in this interview, he asked her about her thoughts on the fact that Matthew McConaughey may be running for mayor of Texas and she said, and so she's previously basically done heaps of movies with Matthew McConaughey, she said she found it really shocking and kind of went on this like tangent about, like she kept coming back to the point of the fact that she just couldn't believe that Matthew McConaughey was running for mayor and that she didn't know what platform he would run on and all this stuff. So it got us thinking about the ongoing trend of celebrities, particularly American celebrities running for office, including Caitlyn Jenner's recent and controversial run for mayor of California, where she's claimed that she will wake up the woke and cancel cancel culture. Or Dwayne The Rock Johnson a month ago saying that if this is what the people want, then I will do that in relation to running for president of the United States. (laughs) Um, So Sarah, to start, what were your thoughts when you first heard that Matthew McConaughey was potentially, or was considering running
0: to, for the mirror to, to be the mayor of Texas? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know that much about Matthew McConaughey specifically. If I'm being honest, yeah. I don't, do. You think he's hot? I've never found him attractive. No, I've like people really like him. He's a real sex symbol, but he just doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. Um, no, a lot of hard edges. Yeah, truth well, not a fat enough head for me.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> he doesn't look enough like um, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon in Reef I mean, Water Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but this whole... Thing- all men will be compared to him for the rest of your life. All men yeah, and attractive. that's
0: a fine comparison for me. Um, mm. I'm more than happy for that. No, but I, I, I thought um, it reminded me, you know that Bo Burnham song that's been out for ages, but it's been doing the rounds on TikTok recently. It's called Art is Dead and it's... I'll just, do, I'll I'm just, sure cry. You know I, I wrote it down. You, you'll yeah, know okay. it. It's like, um, uh, it's the one that's kind of got, that goes. Have you ever been to a birthday party for children, and one of the children won't stop screaming because he is just a little attention attractor? When he grows up to be a comic or actor, he'll be rewarded for never maturing, for never understanding or learning, for never uh, that every day can't be about him. There's other people, you selfish asshole. And it kind of goes. Why down- have I not heard this? You probably have. Like oh, it's, it's. Okay. Be- you would have heard it if yeah. um, through the years or whatever. It's re- it's really funny, and he's kind of mm. like poking fun at himself. But it, yeah, it's talking about that uh, notion that celebrities basically need constant attention, or they just break down. And once you get to, I guess, a certain point uh, in your career where perhaps you know your your primary income stream is no longer as lucrative as it once was, or it just doesn't generate the buzz and attention. You know, you've got you've gone past your peak, and you are you're craving that buzz. You go into politics,
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) B- Bill Maher. I don't know if you did. You see his. She. He did this bit on his show. Um, Bill Maher. Ma. Yeah. Yeah. Is that not how, what?
0: No. 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 I'm just. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Um, not but that I've watched it. Bill Maher. I just yeah. was
1: googling this and I found a video of him talking about it. Yeah. Right. Um. But he made this comment about we treat governing like the lowest rung of celebrity. Like <laughs> it's like people kind of get. Um. It feels like this. Uh you know, plan B for celebrities. It's almost yeah, equivalent yeah. to, like, you know, being a host on a talk show. Uh, oh, no, not a talk show. Like, a, a America's Got Talent or X yeah, Factor. Yeah, yeah. Like being a-, a judge. I mean, mm-hmm. not a host. I can't mm-hmm. get my words right. I but get yeah, what you're saying. It's like they see it as another career option for them to go, like you said, when their um, money runs out. But also it seems particularly interesting that this phenomenon is the most rampant in the U.S. Like, mm. we don't... I mean, aside from Peter Garrett from Midnight Oil, (laughs) he's kind of the only Australian example. And even he seemed to, like, be pretty serious about it. Like, if you want to get into Australian politics, there's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through. Whereas in America, you can kind of just be like... Oh, my headphone just fell out. You can kind of just be like, I'm running. Yeah. This is it, because they elect parties separately to... To people. To people. So celebrities can just go, it's me now. Uh, They... obviously have to go and get themselves on the ballot but like that's not that hard
0: I think I mean I don't know this might be an oversimplification of the American political system but because you can be separate from a party you don't have to earn yourself any credit within the party to run so you can literally just stroll in like you're saying and go I'm gonna run for governor (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna do it (laughs) and they have like I don't know how you feel about this this is kind of something that and I guess a part of why it often ends up being successful because like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was the governor of California mm-hmm. if people don't know. So it does happen. Also Ronald Reagan was an actor. I'm pretty sure. That's right. Yeah. He became president. Um, but I, uh, I think the, the issue with it is because they're immediately recognizable. It builds in some sort of trust that is entirely misplaced in the public, but it exists nonetheless. It's like if I, uh, when you look at a Facebook event for a party that you get invited to, you're way more likely to feel comfortable going to the party. If there's names that you recognize on the list, like, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I don't think this is how we should vote for officials, but I think it is the reality. Like, if you don't know anybody or what they stand for, and you're like, oh, Hannah's going to the party. Yeah, okay, I'll go. Like, so you're like, oh, I guess I'll vote for. That's uh, really Matthew interesting. McConaughey. I don't know. Maybe. No, I'm- I think that's true. People's, people's actual intelligence, but especially for lower levels of government where you can't be fucked to vote, like council elections, even state elections, if you're like, oh, I know who that is, sometimes it's just. What you do?
1: No, well, it's interesting, like how, particularly in the U.S., the, the ongoing phenomenon of, of celebrities running for office, because it, it's like you said, Ronald Reagan was an actor. Like it's 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 long standing. It's not like mm. a new thing. Mm. Obviously, Donald Trump, we've seen that recent example. But like, I think that's a hundred percent right. I think that people like the familiarity of it, and because right. people love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They love Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if they so much love Caitlyn Jenner, but we'll get no. to see that. Yeah. But they love Matthew McConaughey as an example. And I think that that, because they've seen him on his, their screens and generally he has this le- level of like trust, warmth, like mm-hmm. people associate good things with him. Right. And high skill level and stuff. I feel like that 100% lends well to people just trusting you to run run the you know run a yeah. state or a country. But... It's really interesting what happened when they first started televising the American presidential debates. Mm. Um, It was between um, John F. Kennedy and um, Nixon. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. And um, people who listened to the debate on radio thought that Nixon did a better job and people, who, like, based <laughs> on polls, people who watched it thought that Kennedy did a better job. Yeah. And this was just based on charisma and good looks. Right. And so they, they've sort of looked at how, like, TV, this is speculation, but how TV has sort of changed the oh. way, and different forms of media have kind of changed the way that we interact with um, people that we're voting for. Because now we truly believe that we have to like the person that's running. Definitely. Um, especially in america like definitely here but i think that's right if somebody feels like they trust someone just because they think he's a good guy yeah or a good woman i know i think they'll. i think it's as simple as that for some
0: some people like oh for sure i i totally agree with you i think that's a very interesting phenomenon talking about how how tv has altered our perspective of um politics even and mm. i think in australia we do have a much more measured view of politicians and we under it's a more sort of uh blue um blue collar w- style of politics here i guess yeah the way that you would explain it but even someone like dan andrews through the covid disaster and everything i'm not like and this is such a superficial thing because it's the same government body, it's the same party, it's the same group of bureaucrats and and mm. public servants running this lockdown as it was the last lockdown. But because Dan's not the one delivering the messages, I'm like, D- not for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Uh, oh, sorry. What? We're what? We're wearing masks? No, <coughs> Dan anything, so we're not wearing masks. Like it's. A I can't trust thing. this man. I don't trust that yeah. man. I don't know him. I don't. I'm so. I'm sorry to this man. I've never seen him before in my life. Like it's the key. What kick. is? It? I could walk out, walk past him in the street, and not. <laughs> and not that, that like was denied. actually about Dick Cheney and American Vice President. So there, there you, know. you go. Um, but yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I just feel there is this weird, because of seeing people's faces and you're right, their idiosyncrasies, their charisma, all of this stuff. Politics has become way more about uh, personality than policy.
1: Yeah, and I think what's kind of scary as well is that um, beyond, you know, why we might vote for celebrities or why we might support celebrities running for office, is like, why do these people even want these jobs? Because they're not fun jobs, they're hard and like complex as well. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we heard rumors and saw it for ourselves really, but with Trump, how he you know, was obviously ill-equipped to be in the position that he was in because there's mm. there's just complexity. You just have to know a lot about how things run. And while yeah. you have advisors and support, it's not a fun
0: job. So No, it's a lot of work as well. It's a like- lot of
1: work. It, it is strange to me that celebrities who have – obviously, they're used to hard work. Like, I don't doubt mm. that, um, based on working long, grueling hours in, in – you know, film and TV. Hmm. That's hard work, but it's just like a different kind of work, and I don't understand totally. what actually motivates these people. Is it that they've sort of gotten themselves into a position where they're really well respected, and so they want to elevate that level of respect to be more official? Like, i it's, it's weird. And why is it in the US? I know we've talked about it being easier to, yeah. be- to just run in the US, but like, is there something to do in their culture that makes people more motivated or, you know, have that sense of
0: individualism Mm. or sense of belief in themselves that makes them
1: want to go there?
0: it probably goes back to the the foundings of the, you know, white part of that culture kind of thing Mm -hmm. of of when it was um, colonized and it was all just about, like, freedom and sort of every man, the American dream, every man can become something in America or every man or woman or whatever. And I guess... It's their God-given right to, you know, engage in the political sphere should they choose to do so. It's a, I think it's just a very American sort of belief, attitude, um, an attitude. Yeah, and I think yeah. what what is interesting about what you said before about them sort of why would they go into a position where they have to work really hard? Um, Yeah, with not much experience. It's like me
1: wanting to be a stockbroker, but like suddenly, like not doing any of the years of preparation to become a stockbroker. And for anyone who doesn't know, my experience is in marketing and hospitality. So like no no level of expertise to become a stockbroker. But if I just suddenly was like, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to go to university for years. I'm not going to spend years being a public, obviously you don't become a public servant to, Big, yeah, a yeah, broker, yeah. But you yeah. yeah, no, you know, yeah. I'm not going to do that prep, I'm just going to do it now and I'll yeah. just learn on the job. People would and be like, No, you can't do that, like, yeah, it's not. How recognize it works.
0: me from my small podcast and therefore they'll <laughs> me as a um, stockbroker, yeah, um, exactly. but yeah. I think, like, when I don't know if you remember when Kevin Rudd got kicked out mm. of being prime minister, um, they all seem to have a bit of like Kevin Rudd syndrome, who really did just have US president syndrome, but they love like the the lights, cameras, the shiny part of it. And Mm. they'll do all the interviews and the public event and they'll kiss the babies and, you know, till the cows come home. But when it comes to legislation, workloads, feedback, actually typing out a document, it's not going to fucking happen. Like these people hate those things and it's why Kevin Rudd got – that's why the leadership spill happened in the Labor Party and it's also just like clearly why the Donald Trump presidency was a disaster. Like I did – I don't see – the man is a – Stand up, one of the best stand up comics of all time, one of the best improv comedians <laughs> of all time. But I don't see him sitting down at a computer and typing out a document. No, I don't see. I don't see Matthew McConaughey doing that. I see him riffing outside 100%. on a baseball field with some young kids. Speeches, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. go so, for it, exactly, amazing. But, yeah, I don't see them doing the actual g- grunt work, uh, which, which I guess I, mean, I don't know if you have to do that by the time you get there in the in US. Yeah.
1: But even in Australia, like, often those people are, like, yes, they have to put the work in, but a lot of the time they are figureheads, you know, like, they're... And it's interesting that we require someone to be that kind of, like, the person that does the... the kisses Mm. babies and, like, gives empowering and persuasive speeches, Mm. you know, and is a good face, very charismatic. Like, even those who aren't celebrities who end up becoming, you know... Governors or yeah, presidents or prime ministers or whatever often are very charismatic. Somehow, um, Joe Biden,
0: I know, I don't has know, managed to skip true. all of those those uh, necessary traits. Me- but endearing old man with dementia, um, <laughs> <laughs> I I, I A think, pity like, vote. yeah, literally. But I think hmm. the um, I think the reason that we people like especially in australia like that sort of more down-to-earth like hard worker or know that people have risen through the ranks is because at least they've paid their dues to get there they understand mm. the plight of you know being th- at work till midnight writing up the document even if that's, that's not what they're doing by the time What's they get this to document Minister. they're typing up? but you know what I mean? like <laughs> I there know. are so many no, I pages know. and pages <laughs> and pages yeah. of things like if you think about your day-to-day as just like yeah. a as a not a high-ranking high, le- high ranking managerial figure, you yeah. do spend most of your day like typing. writing things, yeah. it's like typing things <laughs> or just having to physically make things. When you get to like CEO positions or head positions, you're not like, you don't really have output of work. You just send a lot of emails and make a lot of decisions. You're making decisions, <laughs> and, talking yeah. to people. Like, yeah, but you don't deciding. physically write anything um, or make anything. But yeah, do you want to talk about Caitlin? Yeah, I mean, do we need to move on? Um. Probably, but we'll just give her a minute. Okay, um, we'll give her a sec. Waking up the woke.
1: Yeah, look, I'll be honest, I haven't looked very deeply into Caitlin's campaign, but (laughs) from the, the, I just saw various tweets. Like she's getting, she's got t shirts made saying cancel, cancel culture and like wake up the woke,
0: which I like. I appreciate the alliteration. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, don't hate it as much as everyone hates it because it's like, it's a slogan, just like any slogan, isn't it? Yeah,
1: but it's like, what?
0: no it makes no sense no um (laughs) wake up the woke she's just yeah i um yeah i feel like it would be you can't delegitimize her running considering arnold schwarzenegger was literally the governor of california and donald trump what's she running for governor of mayor governor i think yeah right I'm not sure. Though. But yeah, you, you like, you just like have to let her go and do it. You can't be like, she oh. can't after these guys well, have. You have. to like, let yeah. You have to let
1: all of them do it. Yeah. It's just whether or not. But like, it's, it's not hard. like, they look, the thing is no one can come up with a rule and say celebrities are not allowed to, because that would be <laughs> a violation of their rights. It's like, if you get to a certain number of people in the world who know you through yeah. television or other art yeah. forms, movies, singing, then you're not allowed to do it. Like they can't do that. But it's also like.
0: Yeah, I, I wish they she...
1: wouldn't. You wish they wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I look. I think like, I mean, I'd be I'd be surprised if she won because California seems to be pretty left.
0: Yeah, I don't think that she will. But I mean, You never
1: know. <laughs> Stranger things have certainly
0: happened. <laughs> um, um. All right, should we move on? Okay, yeah. Okay, so since the rise of TikTok, several articles have tried to sum up what makes a song a hit on the app. Um, Everything from Fleetwood Mac's iconic old hit Dreams to a once-unknown Old Town Road have been watched billions of times on TikTok. And while, according to Elle, there are constants between the songs that have taken off on the platform, catchy beats, dramatic transitions, lyrics that lend themselves to interpretive dance moves, there is no magic formula. So we wanted to discuss what we think sends a song into the TikTok stratosphere. Hannah, what do you think is the formula for a perfect TikTok song?
1: Well, when I was doing research into this through that article and then a, a bit more that I've read, and this is something I didn't know, is that TikTok actually works very closely with labels and artists to um, make their songs successful or to like yeah. basically coach them
0: through how to um, make a song go viral. And that, that's what happened with Savage. Um, well, I knew that Jason Derulo was an example of that, but I keep going. Cause there's, yeah. So
1: Savage by Megan Thee Stallion, oh, she, bro. so she, her, like sh- they, she'd been, clo- her label had been closely working with TikTok to like make one of her songs go off. And so what they did was they. this is according to Bloomberg, if you want to, if people want to find the article, um, so the success of savage didn't come out of nowhere it resulted from a savvy marketing campaign where tiktok's management analyzed user data and advised megan Thee stallion's label on how to promote her eventually landing on the infectious hit as the best vehicle to do so so they put five different songs into the sort of Mm. the stratosphere in tiktok and they thought it was going to be another one but they just watched to see which ones kind of worked and savage worked and then they just went hard with that in terms of marketing Yeah. So that really shocked me because I was like, obviously there are examples with you know dreams, which is was Mm. already a hit before TikTok, but it's it's you know it meant that Fleetwood Mac charted for the first time since the seventies. Yeah. But or Old Town Road or whatever, or even that Ali and AJ song, that one that's like too long. It took too long. long. You know there are random things that just happen organically, but. It seems like a lot of these newer b songs that really blow up, a lot of them are actually like it's manufactured. It's sort of like it's TikTok playing a role in making that happen, which may feels a bit icky to me. Like
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know. I think the thing with TikTok is, and as much as we criticize it, the good part about the the commenters or the community on the app is at first like sight or First, blood, what is it like? First blood or something? When, when I don't know, that's the wrong reference. But mm. as, as soon as they smell blood, that's that's what I mean. I oh, even, you know how bad I am with like an yeah, Addison Rae packing heat or whatever it was <laughs> last week. Um, but uh. I think yeah, as soon as they smell blood, they're going to jump on it. And mm-hmm. what you're talking about is reminded me of um, Jason Derulo because mm-hmm. you know how he had. That song that was like a remix of a song that was already sort of popular on TikTok. It went like, dun 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 dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's Savage so, Love. Yes, that's it. Yeah. And so, um, so when I look, and people were just kind of like, "Who the fuck from TikTok is paying you to make these videos?" And these like people in his comments are pretty like. Right. This is out for kids. You don't need to go that hard, like because his TikToks are notoriously really. No, it's because intense. of all his editing. <laughs> yeah, it's way too far. But even the songs, people are like okay, like people kind of. I think they they kind of know that he's a bit of a yeah. a psyop. He's a plant. Like he, yeah. they, they get it. Yeah, um, and yeah, I think Justin Bieber also with Yummy. Like that was clearly something that they tried right. to make happen, and people were in his comments mm. being like, "Please stop trying to make this happen. This is not like this mm-hmm. is. We know how hard you're trying to make this dance happen, and it's just not happening. Like, how much have you paid X, Y, and Z to do this dance? Mm. And like, it's really sad, but I do think like maybe Savage was probably maybe an initial example, and people just like Megan Thee Stallion, so it, it kind of worked. But I do think, but that's at what least, kind of
1: blew yeah. her up. I it think. did, yeah. As, it in, did. as a
0: solo artist. Um, yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah, uh, been around for a little while, but for sure that was like her, yeah. her big kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I do think that at least TikTokers are so cynical and sceptical that, or TikTok commenters are, are so sceptical that that kind of practice, unless it's very devious and under the rug, will, will be exposed.
1: I think, i i agree to an extent i think that people you know we've spoken about this before where people know when something's shit yeah or when something's you know like yummy Mm. by justin Bieber, or when something's not earnest like when something's not to use this word again authentic like Mm. we're being Mm. um with our podcast um but um i think they definitely know how to do that which is probably why there's those reactions to jason yeah and, and justin um, Bieber, but I think there's like quite, I think it would be more common than we realize TikTok working with artists to make totally. songs blow up. Cause I, I also was reading as well that TikTok sends weekly emails to its bigger, big creators to tell them which trends to do to increase their exposure. And so, yeah, um, like Shelley Banjo who wrote this Bloomberg article, they, she had this example of this particular girl who did the like mirror trend. When TikTok Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. said the Imam was like, it was, you know, TikTok not, is playing an active role in shaping the types of things yeah. that, that go viral. Obviously, there are anomalies that TikTok hasn't played a role in, but they also are, even when they allow things to go viral, the executives at TikTok are playing a role in
0: yeah, making right. those
1: things happen, which is interesting because it's different to what other social media platforms, like the approach that they've taken. And I think... I think, like, I sort of thought TikTok felt like this kind of joyful return Mm. to days of old, like YouTube in 2008 when the most random shit could go viral, like a cat vomiting. videos. You know, just stupid videos that, like, people were just exploring this new thing and it sort of felt like that organic, um, uh, democratic, if you Mm. will, sort of new thing. Um, And I think it is in some ways, and I like that people on TikTok are very sceptical and cynical in a way, Yeah. but I think I take all of it with a grain of salt because I'm like, uh, you just don't know what hand TikTok has played in working with people to make things happen. Like,
0: Yeah, well, definitely. And I I think as time goes on, um, algorithms and manipulation of apps and all of those kinds of things Mm. will become, you know, more... uh, sort of advanced to the point where you can't tell that they're happening. It used to be kind of obvious if things were being pushed or silenced or whatever on apps, but it's, it'll become slyer and slyer and they'll get, yeah, it'll, the ability to be able to sort of sweep things under the rug and not, not show the inner workings of things will happen mm. uh, more and more as things, yeah, just become more sophisticated, I suppose. I do think, like, the one saving grace of TikTok is the ability that, like, even if they're pushing these songs, which they, like, I'm not going to fucking say anything about Olivia Rodrigo again, God forbid, but, like, driver's license, <laughs> um, <coughs> driver's license, which blew up on TikTok, like, even if that was, even if it wasn't a... a Little agreement with TikTok yeah. um, but if it was the best part about that is when people took that song and then put like kind of switched it up that's my favorite thing about songs that blow up on TikTok so like you know how at the end it would be like whatever the line was and then it would just go Monica Lewinsky. Like, did you see all those <laughs> ones? It <laughs> would just say that at the end and now I hear that song and uh, it'll, like, whatever the line is. Yeah. Um, I got my driver's license last week. It wasn't that. And then it just goes, Monica Lewinsky in the break. <laughs> or or even that song now that's, like, what you know about rolling down in the deep. And yeah. then people just add, like, add them singing over it, like, really upset. I don't know. There's just, like, different <laughs> versions of things that, like, yeah you can't at least that part of it can't be manufactured because the random weird stuff that ends up going viral off the back of something else going viral, that is, that can't be inorganic, in, 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 not organic,
1: yeah, whatever. Yeah, 100%. And like what I've said isn't to take away from the agency that creators have no, in, yeah. in making interesting stuff because the, there is really interesting stuff on TikTok and pe- Definitely. the reason that the app works is because people are creative. So even if, you know, they're coming up with trends and there's all the, like there is a, part that tiktok's playing it's also like creators are also playing mm-hmm. a really active role in making original stuff um you know sylvanian dramas
0: as don't, an example don't of this. don't sylvanian drama is the best tiktok account hands down <laughs> other than sherry nicole addison's mom but, oh. but sylvanian
1: dramas is a good example if you haven't seen sylvanian dramas look it up it's it's a great up. example of just like somebody just had a really fucking random idea and a lot of Sylvanians um, yeah. and they just, they just, you know what I mean? Like, so de- it's not like TikTok is like devoid of any individuality oh, no, of course or creativity. Not, yeah. um, but I think it, I, reading about this definitely left me
0: with a little bit of like, it's not quite mm. as, as utopian as I might've. No, um, of, co- of course yeah. not. And it can't be. And the reason that those people at Charlie and Addison and, and stuff have gotten so big is, is, they obviously have played this game that has has said here's all of you know here's all x y do x y and z and that will make you a star and they went okay cool we'll also do a b and c just for good measure yeah and and like so i mean there's i guess there is in this in the age that we're living in this is a really bleak thing to say but there is no chance or possibility of ever having any sort of platform in which you do not pay for ever being a 100% nice sort of, uh, what's the word? Benevolent, is that the right word? Benevolent, yeah. Yeah. Benevolent.
1: What, what? I've forgotten the word now. Benevolent? Benevolent. Benevolent. Benevolent.
0: (laughs) Benevolent. What were we saying? (laughs) Benevolent. 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 Like, anyway, okay, but they're never going to be like- Benevolent. What is it? Sorry. This is I can't chaos uh, us both turning dyslexic on the podcast oh, at the be, same time benevolent benevolent, benevolent. okay yeah benevolent. anyway so um <laughs> that whatever my point can we anyway, move on yeah yeah can we talk about Doja Cat quickly okay yeah. because I just think that that girl not every every single one of her songs like literally every single one that yeah. you go on her Spotify like. You know this is doja cat playlist if you just shuffle you will know the words to every single song even no. if you've never heard a doja cat song before guess again you've heard them all because every single one has popped off on tiktok and yeah but unless tiktok are writing her songs for her like unless they're literally creating them in an algorithm which i don't think they would have done every single one of those songs like that no,
1: the songs have to convenient. be good yeah. that's the thing like ultimately like even yeah. megan the salian is an example of this yeah that wouldn't have worked. That whole thing wouldn't have worked if no, Savage wasn't a fucking wasn't great song. Yeah, yeah. It, that it was. People heard the song, picked up on it, and people yeah. wanted to hear it. Yeah. Um. Same as Doja Cat, except obviously she's hit every time.
0: Oh my um, God! Unbelievable that girl! Unbelievable. Like I can't sing the yeah. praises enough. Mm. I honestly think she's like people talk about, you know, Billie Eilish or whoever, sort of being the next big pop star, and talk about these people coming out. Ah, uh, it's Doja Cat. How old Doja Cat? Our age, I think. Oh God, that. Um, me. but yeah, I think the three things for me that make a TikTok song really good, while you're looking up Doja Cat's age, are <laughs> ad-, ad adlibs, <coughs> ad- attitude, and and then a switch up, like a a beat
1: change, yeah. or something
0: like that. Those are those are the ones I think it's got the. Yeah. What are adlibs? Uh, so they're things that a lot of rappers do when like. They'll say a line and then they just sort of like shout something at the end of the line. Yeah, way. yeah, so,
1: okay,
0: so I thought, like, yeah, 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 I buy a new car for the bitch, for real. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Um, okay, so this episode of The Second Estate is proudly brought to you. <laughs> I forgot that I wrote this. <laughs> Hello. a quick word from our sponsor this episode of the second estate is proudly brought to you by isis's back to 2014 campaign we realize hamas might be all the rage right now but remember 2014 it was all about us ebola and taylor swift let's go back to the good old days so thank you isis for sponsoring this episode of the second Estate. i can't (laughs) It's funny, yeah. but I
1: don't even want to. I don't want to react in case I get in trouble for it. Are you going to
0: get in trouble? <laughs> Why not? No. <laughs> get, you, who cares? No one's going to get. You can't be candid. Throw back to the good days. Yeah, I miss 2014. Anyway, I'm sure Taylor Swift right. would appreciate being thrown into that mix. I mean, it was. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were kind of the big. Those are the big the big, hits. <laughs> big hits. Big hits. All what right. E- everyone's talking about. <laughs> um.
1: Okay, I just realised I don't have a fucking intro for this part, so I'm just going to wing it. Riff. Um, Riff off. So, obviously, last week, the much-anticipated Friends reunion was aired on both HBO Max and in Australia. You can watch it on Binge, if you're wondering. Um, But originally, I thought this was going to be, like, a reunion, as in, like... Mm -hmm. A new, why are you laughing no, because this
0: is no this is literally my thought exactly oh, going
1: so i thought that this was going to be like a continuation of the series like often what reboots mm. are such as the gilmore girls a year in the life one um can't think of any others uh but the downton the, abbey movie right or yeah. sex and the city movie that kind of thing yeah but this was um a a very different format format to that. It was actually a reunion. So it was all of the cast coming back and reflecting on their time on the show. They were sort of interviewed by James Corden. They read some of the script they had. It was a pretty long, almost two hours. In Mm -hmm. fact, it was, I think it was two hours long. Um, But anyway, me and Sarah watched it. Um, I had to pay for binge, which honestly is the one thing I just want to say is fuck off to having to do that.
0: <laughs> just claim on tact.
1: Yeah, I will. Uh thank you, because it's for work. Yeah. But um I just just to go back to our discussion last week, I just wish everything was on one platform. Yeah, agreed. Like, couldn't it just be on Netflix? It's not that hard. Friends is on Netflix. Why couldn't the reunion be on Netflix? Anyway, so regardless. Mm-hmm. Sarah. Uh did you ever watch Friends?
0: No. Yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be a nice opener. I uh, know. I I okay. I probably like when i was like 12 i would have like watched an episode if it was on tv yeah perhaps on fox 8 i'm thinking like of a foxtel channel or arena or one of those random ones um shout out to anyone who had foxtel as a child they'll know what i'm talking about uh and uh and elite human beings exactly right um uh yeah and i would watch like and i probably did i feel like i i thought i remember i remember thinking when i was like maybe 10 11 12 phoebe's so funny those songs are so funny and then obviously um i hit puberty and no longer enjoyed that program so uh.
1: <laughs> um i i really liked it when i was like i used to watch it when i was like 14. yeah um 14 15 i really loved friends um so i I think i've probably seen every episode like i was Whoa, a big friends really? buddy
0: yeah how many seasons um, are there mm, I
1: there's don't a lot know. there's
0: like 10 or something hey
1: yeah i would have watched it like i mean i yeah i i watched so much fucking tv i obviously i have no taste there were mm. there well, well i mean i years, watched
0: one so. tree hill over like three times so like i i too had no taste at that age i just did not watch the friends
1: yeah no i mean i really liked friends um so but i wasn't i wouldn't have watched this if oh. if we hadn't watched for the podcast yeah. i honestly just had no interest like i don't really watch friends now i don't really know why i just don't have that much interest But I. After watching this, I will be honest. I did find it pretty cute. Like, I found the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I I found it quite sweet to watch them kind of reminisce and to mm. and to learn because you learn a lot of stories about like how the people were cast and, um, you know them talking about their experiences on the show and different episodes and stuff. I think coming from this perspective of someone who's watched the show is probably very different for, than, than right. someone who hasn't. I, but yeah. I, the one thing I will say that I didn't like about it is that it was so long. Like, oh, my God. I got half an hour in and I was like, an oh. hour and
0: 40 minutes to go. Well, I was let's, just like, what, uh, why? When, how about what than a feature streaming? length movie? What, like, like, what were the producers thinking? Hey, you know what would be really good in the middle of this? A grab of Malala. Talking about how much friends meant to her. That won't really random. That won't bloat whatever this is meant to be even more than it's already been bloated. Like, what the fuck was that? Why they? Yeah. The context they had like these clips of random celebrities, and when I say random celebrities, yeah. I truly mean it—not people in any way affiliated with this with this television show. Yeah. they are talking Malala, David, so David Beckham, Malala. Yes, Malala, the girl whose like face was shot by the Taliban and is now like a Nobel Peace Prize. As winning author, whatever, like that's who we're talking about here. Yeah. and
1: I have a note it's just that says Malala.
0: I cannot, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, when she came on the TV, I was like, Malala, Malala. Like, well, what the fuck? A kit, Harry, you're Harrington bigger than this, anyway, anyway. Yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah. And there was someone else that was just completely jarring. That I was like, what the fuck? David Beckham, did you say him? Yeah, I said David Beckham. I don't know. Anyway, it was oh, like um, Kaling, but she Kaling. sense. She's yeah. in the realm of sitcoms. Yeah, the others were just like Reese Witherspoon, but she was in the show. Yes, that that yeah. That, yeah. All those made sense. It was just really fucking weird. Mm. Um, and the length, I agree with you, was insane. It it was it it was so long that like it it was it was longer and more depressing than Schindler's List. That's how boring it was. It was so bo- it was like bleak. It yeah. was awful to watch. Um so yeah.
1: I just felt like I will say, I, like I said, I did find some of it's really sweet. Like I liked when they were rereading the script. I found that actually quite funny. Table to reads. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. when they were doing the table reads. I found that quite funny. I liked when they were reflecting on certain moments in the show and mm-hmm. when they were watching the bloopers and stuff. There was just a lot of uh, there was just a lot of fat that could have been cut. Like, there was just Uh, stuff that should have been cut out. Like, I think if they'd they'd kept... I think there were some really good parts. Like, I liked the table reads, and I liked how they were cutting the table reads with the original episodes. Mm -hmm. I thought them being interviewed was cool. Didn't need to see as much of the interview as we saw. Um, I didn't mind hearing random celebrities talk about it, but they didn't have to talk for as long as they did. It was just bits that were just like... There were times when I just wasn't listening, because I was just like... Lady Gaga singing Smelly Cat with TV. No. I was like, "Why?"
0: That was weird. so awkward because I don't think Lisa Kudrow recognized her. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, "I don't think she knows who this is," because she's sort of looking at her like. It wasn't it weird? It was really yeah. weird. Like you'd think that. I mean, I don't think Lisa Kudrow is a person that like sort of does the. I love. Her. Just by personality, she doesn't seem like like. Oh my God! It's Lady fawny. Gaga. Like she's yeah. not. Yeah, she's not. fawny.
1: Fawn, like she's not fawning
0: over. Oh, fawning! Fawn thought you were trying to say phony, and I was like fawny? She's she like, not funny. We not really nice can't pronounce. speak in this. What, what, in this episode, can we? No, as fawny is not Benel- an adjective. Ben-el- but like <laughs> benevolent. <laughs> benevolent. That's it. Oh yeah. Um.
1: She doesn't. She's not the type to fawn over. No, someone is what and, I meant. Yeah.
0: And so it, I, she. She. It was yeah, really awkward. Um. I also found that fashion show at the end quite strange it was like a tacked on extra five minutes this is why when you, when the credits rolled the six of the cast members executive produced this little special yeah I know. and this that. is why we don't have actors producing things oh, i'm just sorry it it's did sort why. of feel
1: like it was like let's show how there were half of it was like them reflecting on the show enjoying yeah. this experience that they'd had which i really liked mm. I, I enjoyed watching them do that but it, half of it was also, and hearing the producers talk about how mm. they got cast, I thought that was all interesting. Yeah. it was interesting. It was like informational. Um, but the other bit, half of it, felt like it was them showing how many celebrities they could. I know get on the show, or how many celebrities they influenced, how many people they influenced. Like, which show, did show, like when they had randoms from different countries, like mm. the widespread impact of the show. I, I understand that's what they were trying to do. But then mm. when you see that they were the executive producers, it was like, is the point of this to just like show the impact? Because if you're watching this show, you know what the impact is. Also, like, I
0: think they've inflated the impact of Friends a little bit much. Yeah. I think it being on Netflix had had this like nostalgic revival. And it was a really big show at the time, like, yeah. of course. And it was really um, culturally relevant or whatever. And they were massive stars. But mm. if we look at them now and look at, Who's gone on to actually continue to be a massive star? Do you, do you think, in your opinion, as someone who is a fan of the show, if Jen Aniston wasn't who Jennifer Jen Aniston is now, would this have even happened? Mm. Probably not. Would it be like a Zoom reunion, like Sunny with a Chance had to do, or Mean Girls? Yeah, literally. Um, no, because I guess because she's such a big star, I think that, that it does that's a good point. Everybody through. Yeah, Um,
1: I also think um, I had a point. Oh, sorry, this is really random, but the fact that they got um, James Corden to be the host when we and Angus are watching it together and Angus just goes, this guy's existence confuses the fuck out of me. (laughs) It's just Which I thought, he was like, why have they got, he was like, literally his words of, why have they got a British cunt on American TV? I was like, I, okay, don't, I don't know.
0: But. I don't even think that James Corden is on the same network that Friends was on. Friends was on NBC, yeah, wasn't it?
1: Maybe one of them's Friends with him.
0: I don't know. Was Friends he on was an fine. NBC show? I don't know.
1: Sounds familiar, like maybe. Because. other Other thing I thought was when they were all walking in um sorry matthew the,
0: perry's teeth are too white did you think the that veneers was? no
1: i just said i just have matthew perry's veneers as a dot point here oh the poor man it i think he must have got them done the day before it's something and like not that realized but they're gone. very like it, it's like he's wearing dentures mm. and he he's really like, like quite. oh mm. don't because i think all of the other cast look pretty good and i think
0: he's mm. They look alright, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're yeah. old. So it is what it is. They're Jen old. looks he's incredible, obviously. Obviously, Courtney's Phoebe. A bit I mean, too much.
1: yeah, but that's okay. That's um, fine. whatever Phoebe's name is, Lisa Kudrow, mm. I think she looks amazing. Um, David Schwimmer looks kind of the same. Um, yeah, yeah. Matt Perry's just oh, not Matt Perry. Matt LeBlanc has just he just gained looks weight. older. That's it. And he's yeah. gained weight. Matt Perry, though, I mean, we've all seen mm. the photos of him. It's actually. I felt kind of sad because it was like, as they're all walking in separately, it kind of, maybe this is just me and my toxic Mm. mind, but it did feel like a competition to see who'd aged best. Like, I feel like Well, I mean, I I
0: feel between everyone who's not Jen Addison, because they already knew she'd won.
1: Right. But it felt like (laughs) everyone's, everyone's watching. Yeah. And sort of, as you're watching each one come in, you're like, what do they look like now? Who looks- who looks the best? Like, I yeah, don't know, yeah. I was doing that trying to decide who looks the best. Yeah. Like, which feels a bit which like... Which
0: awful. Yeah, yeah. I hate
1: that we that I'm doing that and I yeah. hate that we're doing that and that we're all kind of, we're talking about who looks the best because it really shouldn't matter, but it just does because yeah. in reality, you know, the show was about these like young, good-looking friends mm. to, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Um, the friends, literally... And now they're doing this reunion where they all are obviously going to look different. Mm. Um, but they were all big sex symbols at the time, maybe not David Schwimmer, but um yeah. but sorry, that's really mean. Um but oh, for some, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm selfish. Anyway, well apparently for Jennifer Anderson, yeah. That was
0: really random. The whole interview had this off kilter to it. It felt like they were talking on a delay. Like, you know, when yeah. when people are having things translated in their ear and they're like, uh-huh or like when you're on a zoom call they felt like they were cracking up about these stories and i was like i'm so sorry did i miss the part where the joke was told in this story like it, yeah. all the stories were just like a regular it would be like and then he went to the shops and it was so funny he forgot to get milk and they're like <laughs> maybe <laughs> like, it's cr- maybe because they know laughing. each other really well or something and I, I i think it was i mean if you were or a editing. big fan of this show it would mean a lot to you. This whole thing would have been really oh, yeah. lovely and nostalgic, and I and found it a lot of it really lovely, yeah. and nostalgic. Like I um, did, but I think other, it was purely an exercise, just for like I guess a little bit of an feel good ego boost kind of thing. Because there was uh, I I wrote down five times at separate intervals. Okay, so when's the episode starting? What, what, when was the? I thought it was meant to be a fucking episode, and I kept <sighs> going. Oh, so so they're gonna gather <coughs> the set, and then it's gonna cut to the ep- no. Where just, oh, nope, okay, oh, Malala, oh, okay, so there is no oh, episode. That would make a very think, different viewing experience. Oh my God. And I understand why they didn't want to do it, but I was like, this could have been a 15 minute featurette tacked yeah. onto the very last episode when it aired Two in hours and 10
1: minutes, yeah. It really but, did, it was excessive and it was a bit, what's the word, gauche? Like, yeah, yeah, it would be a, a little work. bit like, come on, let's, you know, mm. this could have been a very sweet clean reunion that was like i don't know what a clean reunion is yeah. but um it could have been like an hour and a half at tops oh, you no. know
0: 45 minutes keep it tight yeah people
1: i mean i'm just saying if they really need but yeah two hours and ten minutes is like why I know. there were just bits when i was like oh i have to stay up
0: to watch this which i know is not, i know
1: you don't want people to be feeling that way while well, they anyway it was
0: yeah look i think um I think this will be the last giant inflated reunion they'll ever do of a TV show that no one actually cares that much about. Well, obviously diehard fans do.
1: But it it is – I guess I I appreciate that they didn't do – it's not – it wasn't a reboot because I think Mm. that a reboot is, like, the most – one of the most – not toxic because sometimes it's a bit of fun. I didn't – Yeah. They're generally not very good. Yeah. And they're also, like, as we've discussed, it's like TV's – where un- networks are unwilling to take risks, and yeah. so they're just going with with well worn. It just it Definitely. means we don't have as much creativity or new stuff coming right. out. So I'm glad that it was just a reunion and
0: nothing, no, nothing else. else. I but, um yeah, it was exciting. I think yeah, I do think that they overestimated how much people care about the the, the actors over perhaps the characters because yeah. the people you have the attachment to are the characters.
1: Yeah. I also really did think it was weird, for those who haven't watched, James Corden asked this question about whether any of them had actual relationships. Um, and considering they all executive produced it, they must have known that that was coming. Um, yeah, I mean, and they could have
0: edited it out if they yeah, didn't want it. And Yeah, and anyway,
1: so Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer admitted that for like the first season they had massive crushes on each other but they were always in relationships and they never acted on it. It was fucking weird. I was like, yeah. this is... I don't want to know about this. It feels a bit like private. I don't know. Yeah, it was
0: strange. And back that up with weird. Gaga and Kudro not having any idea who each other were. And the... Oh, horrible. Anyway, to so move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're doing YouTube comments as our closing segment yeah. today. Um, Do you want to go first? <laughs> so I couldn't
1: really... I really went down a random YouTube rabbit hole this week yeah. to find some good... Try and find some good ones. I actually... Um, have some on my phone because I ended up last night watching all these weird, um, Japanese cooking videos that are just of like ASMR. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I got some yeah. good ones. Um, so, but first I'm going to go. So the, the title of this video, raising kids on junk food, full documentary, fast food baby. And the comment is, does the, t- <laughs> does the toddler beat you and take your wallet and keys to drive himself to McDonald's? Like, what do you mean you have no control over what they eat? <laughs> Stop. It's true yeah anyway <laughs> the
0: dollar beat you <laughs> um okay um, this is on a video uh titled leah michelle and darren chris getaway car it is a cover of <laughs> two, two of those singing but it's not taylor swift's getaway car oh, it is another so. song i don't know called getaway car and the comment is i watch this video every single day <laughs> 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 and to me i say me too um, um, okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm just finding more ones. Um, this one is on one of the said vape cooking yep. videos, and it's when they're making Japanese souffle pancakes. Um, and they're like really thick, fluffy. I've always wanted pancakes. to try those. So have I. Mm. All right. Um, I made mines horribly wrong, but they looked perfect. <laughs> So I sold them in my school and got twenty five dollars. And all the comments are below and are like, "I don't really get it." <laughs> like, did you sell one for twenty five dollars? And if they went horribly wrong,
0: so, how did you sell? That's them? funny. Anyway, um, yeah, your turn. Okay, this is on a video of. Uh, I think it must have been a Little mixed performance of some sort. <clears throat> Yeah. Mixes, please take this seriously. I'm a directioner and we directioners did a very big mistake. When Zane left, we kept <coughs> commenting, we miss you, Zane, and stuff. Instead of supporting the boys, we kept saying, <laughs> Not good without Zane. And then the band itself broke up. Ten crying emojis. So please support these three angels because Jesse has left a little mix if you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Um, yeah. She's um,
0: right. The girl. Yeah. No, she's right. Okay. Stream Little Mix's album today. Is it new? Is a new I, album? I don't know.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, cool. So Gil, this is a YouTube comment on the video. Gilmore Girls, Rory, the OG annoying millennial. The comment is, I think Rory's downfall is pretty realistic. She grew up being adored and treated like a saint by everyone. So when she went to college and started living in the real world, in quotes, she realized that she just wasn't that special and cracked. Crackled. Tbh, I think that if her relationship with Jess had worked out, things would be different. But since he is one of the few people who called Rory out on her BS, It's <laughs> a
0: nice yeah, analysis. Yeah,
1: all of the comments for that different, really long-winded analyses. <laughs> I fucking of, love that of of Rory on Gilmore Girls. I was like, this is. Honestly, my people, but also, wow.
0: <laughs> you're, you're like, and revealing it's you on another account. Like, <laughs> that was my comment, yeah. Yeah. Um, this one was, oh, this is also like on an ASMR-esque kind of video. Um, if, if everyone got their back scratched once a day, it would end all violence and wars. <laughs>
1: Honestly true. True. <laughs> it's Correct. Facts. Um, um, I have one more. I think yeah, we've got done, ahead. but this yeah, is another another Japanese baking video. Yeah. Turned out all the gold is on the uh, random ASMR videos. Yeah, um, oh, so much good. But this shit. was yeah, this is on a random like chocolate tart.
0: Yeah, okay. Thing, lovely.
1: And someone commented, everyone's gangster until twenty-four grams of egg. <laughs> so they've obviously put I didn't notice they've obviously yeah. put twenty-four grams, grams of egg as of egg. the measurement.
0: <laughs> I just really funny. That is funny. That's great. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Well. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening once again. I'm gonna say, if you have anyone who you think would be a good guest, perhaps you could get in touch with us. Do a solid. Help us.
1: Yeah. Message um, prime, Addison time. Ray. I think if yeah. enough of us message Addison Ray, um, she'll come on. I also noticed Sarah that you didn't p- put this on our stories, but I noticed you messaged Daniel Andrews.
0: Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> he's got nothing else to do. It's true. But he's... also, I like that you
1: messaged him and you didn't tell me, you didn't tell anyone. You just did. I messaged a
0: few people that I don't even think I put on the story. I'll have a look. But um, yeah, Daniel Andrews is a potential... And all of them are just like, hey, what's up? Do you want to come on the podcast? Question mark. <laughs> don't like, give them any know? content. I just want to see if they've anyone, any of them have been seen. I don't think so. Um, the one, the one. Imagine I if Liam w-
1: Michels had been seen. <laughs>
0: I would die to have been put on by Liam I know, I know. I um, I will say, guys, if you can't get Addison, I will happily take Sherry, the dad. Oh. That actually, I'd take Sherry over Addison. I'd take <laughs> the dad, and I'd take Enzo. Is that the brother's name? Yeah. Yeah, I'd take Enzo oh, at this 100%. point. Oh, 100%. If um, we can get Enzo. Yeah. Enzo Ray. I don't know what. <laughs> Enzo Ray, come on the podcast. What, what would we ask him? What would we ask him? Um, what's Addison school. like? school. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's end this. Bye, okay. everyone. Bye, everybody.